Welcome to the GBC Big 3 Podcast, a weekly podcast where we sit down and unpack three big questions raised from our Sunday sermon. I'm your host, Matt Willis, and joining me as co-host today is the always wonderful Roxanne Lawler. Welcome back to the Big 3. <laughs> that was, Hi. You were here last week I was here well. last week. You've just been here I am constantly. living in the pod room. That's where I'm living. <laughs> we'll never let you leave. No, fair enough. <laughs> How are you, my friend? Uh, pretty good. Yeah? Pretty good, yeah. Living your yeah. best life. Living the dream. <laughs> what can the, we tell you? The best pretend, <laughs> pretend co, co senior acting senior pastor yep. role. Yep, yep. We're rocking it though. I got to tell you, sure, like, it's going great. Sure, really. <laughs> Just back us up there, uh, audience at Everyone, home. Put a comment in. Go. <laughs> Okay. We need the affirmation, Matt. <laughs> well, listen, I was thinking about it. We're three weeks in, so we're a quarter of the way. Oh, fantastic. Huh. And how hard can it Mark be? Really? Who, I say. <laughs> Hopefully he's not listening yeah, to this. Please no. <laughs> come back to us. Yes. If you're new to the Big Three podcast, we are speaking about uh, Mark Rader, who is our senior pastor, who's on long service leave. He and is. Uh, Matt and I, the associate pastors here at Gummy Baptist Church. And we're subbing in we're holding and the holding the fort. Yep. yep. Steering the ship. Yep. As uh, it were. I want one more analogy, but one I can't more. think of it. Driving the bus. There you go. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. <laughs> and um, so, yeah. So if we ever get pitchy or yeah. just sound like we- Just excuse uh, us. Having a little moment. <laughs> Um, it's probably because we are, yeah. but um, we're doing it together, which is lovely. It is lovely. <laughs> <laughs> well, for those of you who missed it, Belinda Lakeland, our evangelism coordinator, preached this weekend during our Sunday services, continuing in our series, The Kingdom of Heaven is Like, where we are focusing on the parables of Jesus found in the Gospel of Matthew, specifically in chapter 13, and what they reveal of God's kingdom. Belinda spoke of the parable of the mustard seed and challenged us about being a part of a mustard seed mission. You can listen to that message again through our regular GBC sermon podcast. And so today in the big three, we're going to keep the conversation going from Sunday's message. In a moment, we're going to be joined by Belinda and Rox and I will be putting the big three questions to her as we dive deeper into the invitation from this week's sermon. But for now, Rox, I'm keen to hear your kind of your standouts from Belinda's message on Sunday. Matt, how do you pick just one? Uh, How do you? Oh my gosh, it was a cracker. It was a banger. (laughs) She had the church just, she had them laughing. She had me crying in a moment. I'm happy to and secure enough to announce to everyone. (laughs) You cried. I definitely cried in this message. It was beautiful. It just hit hit the heart. Hit hit the spot, man. Yeah. What stood out for you? Oh, look, I think um, one of the things I'm really enjoying about this series and this sermon in particular is the fact that we're hearing so much more about uh, horticulture, really. <laughs> nah, nah. I'm but, loving but, that, that but agricultural vibe. The agricultural vibe. vibe that we've got going on. But actually, no, it really does make sense. You know, mm. like uh, Belinda showed us pictures of trees, you know, and everyone's like, ooh, faith like a, you know, a mustard seed grows into a tree. Like, newsflash, it's not a tree. Yep. It's, as we found out, it's a herd. Yes. The King James had it right. Crazy. I know, <laughs> and it's invasive. It takes over the garden. Yep. And, and I love that mm. organic nature to it. And, and just, you know, putting yourself back in that first century mindset and yeah. and these guys would have been like, yeah, I know that mustard plant. You just plant it there and boom, It'll you go. know, it goes, it takes over and, mm. you know, it's it's huge and it's the biggest of all. Like what a what a game changer yeah. in terms of the way you, you read this message, right? Mm. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I love that. It was something so attractive um, mm. about that, the fact that um, there's, an, there's an organic nature to God's kingdom. Yeah. You know, we just do our little part and mm. boom, God does the rest. He brings the growth, yeah. you know, faith is a gift of God. Mm. Um, 
Um, and all we, all we have to do is do that little bit. Yeah. And man, he yeah, just yeah. takes it and runs. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And it's like it's organic, but it's also there's there was such a simplicity to it. Like yeah. in that. And I think the challenge for me was that too often we overcomplicate mm. and and put un, unnecessary pressure on ourselves. We have these preconceived notions of of what it means to be kingdom builders. And yeah. Belinda just took it right back and peeled yeah. it right back and was like, no, no, we're like Jesus was a mustard seed missionary yeah. and like he yeah. did the small moments, those, those simple, like just incidental interactions yeah. in your day to day. And I think that was the powerful yeah. thing for me. Like I was just like, Oh, like it's just, it's just in the, in the everyday, in the, in the small moments in those little interactions that, um, that we can see yeah. kingdom growth. And, and so often you think nothing of it, right? Mm, you, yeah. you, you forget to do it or you think, oh, this isn't going to make an impact. You know, I'm not going to say this thing to that person. It's not going to really change anything. Um, yep. But then you do it and you don't know how much that means to that person or how much God's going to use mm. that little act of kindness, that yep. little act of service that yep. you've done. It means, yep. you know, so, yeah, I really like outrageously that empowering about it. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. I loved it. I, yeah. I got all checked up. She told a story about a young person um, and a conversation of faith and I was like, no, you've ruined me. I'm <laughs> done. I'm out. <laughs> I love seeing young people come to Jesus. <laughs> oh, Belinda, you pulled the, on my heart. Yeah, you were in the corner rocking at that <laughs> yeah, point. <laughs> I was. I was. Um, it was wonderful. So would strongly encourage people to listen yeah. to that podcast. But I think it's time for us to start looking at the three big questions submitted through Slido this week. So, Rox, what are our big three for today? Ooh, there's some crackers. There's a funny one, actually, I think, in this one, Matt. It's, um, the first one is Jesus says the mustard seed is the smallest of all seeds, but it isn't. Oh. <laughs> and so is he wrong? So literally the question, is Jesus wrong? Is Jesus wrong? I think there's a short answer. Yeah, <laughs> but that. we're not going to give the short giving, answer. No, no, we're that's gonna that. <laughs> We're going to unpack that. <laughs> so, no, I think, you know, right. there are yeah. plenty of people who I think that's a – that might be something that's like, yeah, no, that's that's just gonna eat away at me until yeah, someone until someone just comes it. up and goes, yeah, yeah, go. which is what we're all about on the big three. Real no talk. question too big, no question too small. Beautiful, love it. it. What's our second? Uh, second one is why is there a sense of high expectations when it comes to living oh. as a Christian? Yeah. Like, what's that? I feel it. Oh, too often. Ooh, too often. The bar is high, is it? Um, and the third one is if we are mustard seed missionaries. Does that mean we shouldn't do big things for God? Mm. You know? Ooh. Ooh. Right. Ooh, where's I'm, that? I'm, I'm here. You ready? I'm here for it. Ooh. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. And there's only one thing missing, and that is Belinda Lakeland herself. Welcome to the big three, my dear friend. Oh, hello, hello. Matt. Hello, Rox. <laughs> Are you excited to be back again? Yes, yes, yes. There's <laughs> only one answer. Yes, that's correct. I know. I had to think because I actually I had just heard those questions and I thought, oh, they're big. But yes, I'm happy to be here taking As them we on. Used to do. Three, yeah, yeah, it's not the big, small three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's true. Yeah. Um, well, again, cracker, cracker message yesterday, my yeah, friend. Thank you. It was well, a sheer delight to watch mm, twice. Yeah, I, yeah. I say, yes, it's good. Um, but yeah, it's great to have you. But let's, um, oh yeah, let's get straight into it. Let's yeah. dive into the big three. Okay, Belinda, so the first question is Jesus talks about mustard seed being the smallest of all seeds, but it isn't. Hello. Uh, so the question is, is Jesus wrong? Like, yeah, yeah. And, oh, okay. and I don't know where you can go with this, but let's see. Please well, explain. Please explain. <laughs> well, I'd love to hear the short answer, actually, because yeah. I'm, I think the answer could be yes or no. Ooh, yeah, just okay. quietly. So... 
Uh, when Jesus says that the mustard seed is the smallest, it, it isn't. That That is correct. So the smallest <laughs> seed, do either of you know what the smallest seed no, is? No, I was hoping that you had this answer. I don't know. I was hoping it was like a sequoia or something like that. because oh gosh, they're the, the fact biggest. you, you yeah, I know. Right? I know, it's just the biggest tree. So, oh, you know, oh, oh, that would be amazing. Tree. So I would be like, oh, please let it be the sequoia. But well, no I think it's the orchid flower. Ooh. Oh, boom. Yeah. As, so that's like 0.05 of a millimetre or something. Maybe someone better oh, fact check that, man. <laughs> she might have done a little bit of research. <laughs> I think we're moving into a different lane of this, right. this podcast. It's now about horticulture <laughs> and gardening. Um, but there, there are other smaller seeds as well. So it's not even the second smallest seed. Yeah. Um, but you know what? The mustard seed, it doesn't grow into the largest herb either. Do you know what the largest herb plant is? <gasps> no. Oh, I, I know. I know. Choose me. Choose yeah, me. Yeah. Is, it, is it the banana? It's the banana. Yes. Plant. Yes, it is. Bananas, bananas are a herb. herb. I know. Bananas are a herb. What? Your whole life just upended right in it a moment. Did. I don't even know who I am anymore. <laughs> and, well, and I could keep going. So, <laughs> don't, so I'm does having an existential <laughs> crisis over here. Do, does the mustard seed become a tree? No, 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 it doesn't. That's right. Oh, you did it twice. So <laughs> you do that. And, and then do birds set up nests in mustard bushes? Oh, I think they say not. No, no, yeah, they no, don't. No. They, they don't really have branches. Yeah, you'd so, have to kind of be so, a very strange bird. There Jesus says a whole bunch of things. <laughs> and I'm like, why You're just like, pick on that one? Yeah. Like we we get the whole parable is full of hyperbole, yes. which I think is the thing. And so some people have pointed to this parable as a way of saying, hey, Jesus was wrong. And then the implications of that might refer to, well, maybe Jesus couldn't be perfect, or maybe the Bible can't be trusted. Like it, it opens kind of big oh, gosh. questions. It's Pandora's box. Yeah, which, <laughs> which I'm not going to address. But, <laughs> <laughs> but but I think it's worth pointing out. Like we should know that it is not the smallest seed. Hmm. And so then that leaves us the question, well, why did Jesus say that? How do we deal with it? Which I think is the point Mm -hmm. of the question. And um, there's been different ways of dealing with it. So some people have tried to sort of, I think, make an apologetic for Jesus. So the NIV version at one point added the word, even though it's the smallest of your seeds, um, that's not in the translation, but they were trying to sort of make a point, well, for the people listening to Jesus, that was their smallest seed. Um, But they were criticised for that, so it's taken out, so it's no longer in there. So Mm -hmm. you could see this almost sense of embarrassment about Jesus saying it's the smallest when it's not. Um, (laughs) Then other people sort of say, well, he says it's the smallest seed that's planted. So saying, well, okay, people didn't plant orchid farms, I guess. Um, (laughs) But, you know, they they, they may have planted a mustard seed. So so maybe there's that way of talking about, well, in real life that's kind of what he meant. Mm -hmm. Are we overthinking it? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not too worried. <laughs> yeah, I just think I, th- I think that's the answer. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. think he's it literally like it's really clear in chapter 13. Jesus is talking in parables, mm-hmm. yeah. and so we know that parables are stories designed to drag in our imagination. Yeah. Um, they're supposed to have a, a shock, a twist, something that grabs your attention. Mm. And so I think by actually saying things that aren't necessarily scientifically precise, <laughs> yeah. Pe- yeah. people are then have to think. Well, what did that mean? Why did he yeah. say that? Yeah. You know, how does a mustard bush grow into a tree and, and why would there be birds? So so it's those hooks that actually take in your imagination. So I think I think we can live with that. I'm happy with saying none of it's scientific. Um, is Jesus wrong? Well, I just don't think he was trying to be right about the mustard seed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think his point was my kingdom is going to start in in little things and yeah. it's going to grow. Mm-hmm. And I think he's right in that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think it also speaks to, and, and you kind of, you made a comment in your message about this, like about, yes, so um, mustard seed grows into a bush, not a tree. But I think you even said, but it will like, 
the kingdom of heaven, which is like a mustard seed, will grow into even just more than just a mustard bush. Like it mm, will actually mm. grow beyond what you would even consider is normal for that particularly particular, you know, breed of plant. I don't yeah. know. Is that the is that the thing? Uh, I don't yeah. know. I did not join ministry because of scientific credentials. Or math. Why did I? I don't know. Um, anyway, what do I bring to the table? That's not what this big three is about. But I think it speaks to, you know, again, and I think this question kind of, it, it demonstrates something where we, that we grapple with, we put these very human ideas and human understandings and human perceptions on something that is actually divine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, God, who created the universe with a word um, and a breath, mm-hmm. can, you know what, if he wants to make a mustard seed turn into a tree, mm-hmm. uh, like if I had to put money on who could achieve <laughs> said goal, it, like it'd be God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, again, like we, I think we need a the expectation is, and like you said, it starts in the small things and it will explode into something that exceeds Mm. our expectation. Mm. Mm. Um, And that it is only because the seed that is planted is the kingdom of heaven that Mm. it's able to do that. Mm. Any other seed you'll get what you sow. Like, Mm. um, that's an excellent point. I wish I'd made that in my days. Um, uh, but yeah, like, and I think, I think sometimes we get so hung up on the details and, and yeah. it's human nature. Like, don't, I, I do it. I'm not, I'm not saying like, I never do that. Cause I do. Um, and I think we need to get more comfortable. And I think this has been something that's come out in the parables and this series of the mm. kingdom of heaven is like, is that there's ambiguity, there's nuance, mm. there's mystery and we need to get comfortable mm. about this and, mm. and just kind of go, well, yeah, it's not the smallest seed and yeah. it will never be the largest bush. But that's yeah. because we're planting earthly seeds in earthly soil um, to create earthly bushes. Mm. But mm. the seed that God gives us, which is the kingdom of heaven, mm. is divine. Mm. And um, we're not planting it in soil. We're planting it in hearts where the Holy Spirit dwells. Mm. And therefore, when you, you know, so the the divine in with the spirit, then I think that's mm, where yeah. you get the kingdom mm. of heaven. Yeah, and I, I think when we come to the parables, if the question we're asking them is, is this scientific? We've missed the entire point. Yeah, we're, and, yeah, yeah. And, and, and so, I mean, both of you preached on parables. And mm. so, Matt, you started with the farmer who mm. had – um, yeah. The sewing practice of literally just oh, chucking, chucking seeds, seed. like on the path, <laughs> on the path, like exactly. on the rocks. And if you came to the parable and said, "I'm here for farming practices," yeah. Yeah. I, I would think you're what in you the doing? wrong place, yeah. and you would not trust. You would not want to trust mm. God because yeah. that shows poor stewardship. Wasteful, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you are being yeah so mm. haphazard yeah. with this. Doesn't Jesus know better? Yeah, yeah. 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 But again, I think you're right. Mm. If you mm. if you're coming for <laughs> particularly the parables, like for scientific fact, you've probably. The wrong genre. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. are in the wrong genre. Absolutely. Attend a conference. conference. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a farming conference. Also, too, I think this is us as Westerners, right? We like to know the answer. We want to, you mm. know, get the answer, put in the book, put a full stop at the end of it. Whereas I think we've got to realise Jesus is a, a Jewish rabbi, an itinerant Jewish rabbi, and this is their form of teaching. You know, it's yeah. it's conversations, it's questions, it's inviting people into the, into the discussion because that's where the learning happens. And mm. it's not just the word from on high, here it is, you know, the Lord has spoken full stop. Mm. He's actually inviting people into this conversation to wrestle with it like yeah. we are in this forum mm. um, because that's where you're going to learn. And so the 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 aha moment or the, the surprise in the parable, that's the hook that you were speaking mm. at before. That's where people can go, but what about? Mm. And then they're engaged in it and, and starting to really understand it on a whole different level. Yeah. yeah. Love it. 
Right on. So good. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Tick that box. So, Let's move on to question okay. two. Um, so, Belinda, you spoke about uh, pressure um, <laughs> and just expectations that we put on ourselves. We get them from all directions um, and faith is not exempt from that, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, our experience of being Christian um, and seeking to live a life as a Christian can be riddled with pressure. Um, so why is there, do you think, a sense of high expectation when it comes to living as a Christian? Well, that's a really really good question because I I think that's actually one thing that is um, people identify with. Mm. Like there is pressure. uh, And so where does it come from? I I think part of the reason there's pressure is or high expectations is because we want it. You you know, you just imagine if every spiritual experience was a mountaintop experience. Imagine if every Bible study was the best Bible study Mm. and every prayer session did move heaven and earth and and, Mm. uh, every sermon Mm. was a cracking sermon. You know, just (laughs) imagine that. Wouldn't that just be a high? Oh, yeah. uh, Yeah. And so I I guess. I'd be exhausted. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be exhausted. (laughs) You guys would be exhausted. (laughs) But also like refreshed as well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I I think because we have had tasted those moments Mm. that and they're good, you know, and so imagine if we could do that repeatedly. So I think there's a sense of we would want that in our lives because it's amazing and and Mm. we know that kingdom living um, can Mm. be amazing. So I think partially the expectations just come from knowing what what it can be. Um, But I think we're also... Um, our own worst enemies. I, I think that the expectations actually mostly come from ourselves. And I think the, I guess the dark side of, of wanting things to go really well is that we kind of place our value in that. And so yeah. when we do lead a cracker Bible study and um, you think, wow, like people learned and grew mm-hmm. and, and you sort of feel a little bit of pride, which makes mm. you feel like, well, aren't I really contributing mm. to the kingdom? Isn't mm. this really important? And and then we want to keep repeating that. And it's in those moments in life where perhaps, um, say you have a young child or an illness or a change of work, which means you can't do the mm. things that you used to do, that, that's when you find out, oh, my value is coming from the things that I used to do because mm. I can't do them anymore. Yeah. And that's when I think when we come face to face with why do those things make me feel so good? Um, and then it's only then we start wrestling with the sense of where does my value come from? Where does my worth come from? Mm. That we have to remind ourselves of grace and that yeah. um, we're just loved no matter what. Mm. And I, I wrestle with this. If if I could be real for a minute, <laughs> is, it, is this the place for yeah, that? Yeah, <laughs> <can be. laughs> I'm, on, I'm hanging on every word. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I wrestle with this all of the time and even it's funny writing a sermon on, um, you know, pressure and wanting to do big things because I'm like, well, I'm about to deliver a sermon. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and I, yeah. I, want, I want to do well. And and on my drive here, I was praying and asking for God's help, but I had this sense of 
have I been a good enough Christian this week to ask for God's help? Like, is God uh, going yeah. to yeah. help me this week? Mm. And, and I just knew right there that sense mm. of I feel like I need to earn something in order for mm. God to bless me and help me. And, mm. and that's the downside to, I guess, high expectations is you feel like you've got to work, 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 work in order for God to love you. And mm. I, I'm aware of that. And so the last thing I do before I get out of the car is I sit my head on the steering wheel <laughs> and, and, and I just remind myself, I'm like, I am loved. Like mm. no matter what happens today, no matter what comes out of my mouth, like I'm loved and um, that's what I'm trying to take into what I do. But that's a mm. constant battle for me. Mm. Um Wanting to do well, but not putting my value in that. Um, but I, I realize I'm my own worst enemy when it comes to high expectations. Yeah, mm. and mm. I think the hard thing in that space is is that then there's just this internal dialogue going on, isn't there? Mm. Because you know, I, like I can resonate with that completely as well, and and I'm sure you know, I'm sure many can. Yeah. Um, and there are the things that we know of God and yet then the expectations that we place on ourselves. Um, and I think, you know, I think we've come out of COVID and, and a lot of people are like, well, you know, what is church now? I'm kind of digressing, but I'll, I'll bring it back. You'll understand we where I'm going. You. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You know, what is church now? And more and more that that need for community. We just had two years where faith and our, and our faith journey was very isolated. It was very like, if, if I wasn't going to invest in it, then like I had no other way that mm. people were going to invest in. And I think a lot of people struggled with that. I struggled with mm. that. Um, I process externally. I'm a raging extrovert. Like mm. I need people around to throw ideas around and, and push my buttons and challenge me on things mm. and all that kind of stuff. And I think um, this kind of space, this this desire to please, and and it's that classic like there is nothing wrong with wanting to please God, mm. Um, mm. but it can become. And Rock, you spoke about this mm. last week. Like, mm. what are the things that become toxic? Yeah. Um, and sometimes yeah. that that desire to please and, and the motivation for that can become mm. toxic. Mm. Not not the not pleasing God. That that's not a bad thing, mm. but the motivation, the heart and the pressure mm. and the expectation mm. that we place on ourselves to achieve that can become really toxic. Mm. And I think it's in that internal dialogue where we kind of go, well, I know that this is of God, but I also know this is how I feel and, and there's a conflict in that. That's where church community becomes so imperative. And sometimes church hasn't been great at alleviating some of that pressure. Mm. Sometimes church doesn't... Um, doesn't kind of speak to a mustard seed mission, but kind of has high expectations. And I think as as leaders in church, we need to acknowledge that. And as a yeah. church community, we need to acknowledge that. Um, but as individuals, we need to look around our church community and go, who can help me lift some of these expectations? Who can help me kind of go, I am loved. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what happens today. Like, I'm going to do the best I can for, for God. I'm going to do what I can to please God, but I'm loved regardless of of what happens regardless of whether or not I see the fruit of mm. this seed that I'm going to sow, mm. regardless if I even acknowledge the fact that I did something for God today. Mm. Um, and I think inviting people into that space is is super important because they're the voices that um, that help draw out what, what God is already saying to us, but that, you know, that crippling self-doubt can sometimes deafen us towards. Um, and sometimes you just need that external voice mm. to kind of go, hey, hold up. Like Jesus, I know, would affirm the effort 
Mm. Um, the Jesus that I know has placed you in this position because he knows what you're going to produce and mm. he sees it as worthy. Mm. Um, and no matter how much criticism you're going to throw at yourself after this, that or the other, um, the Jesus that I know is is pleased and and proud mm. of his brother or sister. Mm. Like, yeah. And sometimes you just need that voice. Mm. Um, and... And yeah, I think that's one of the powerful spaces that that church community can provide for us yeah. um, to help lift that that pressure that we put on ourselves constantly. And it is we are like we're constantly doing it because we mm. live in a society that is just you know riddled with high achievers as mm. well. Like mm. you know what we do is where our worth lies, um, yeah. and what we achieve is is mm. directly correlated with our sense of self and. Um, and, yeah, I think we just need a – like it's hard to be countercultural mm. in that space. Can you be careful too, I think, um, speaking about your, your serving and your ministry, that become, doesn't become an idol. Mm. Um, I think that's um, – we don't hear about idolatry a lot in yeah. the church because we think about it as little, you know, statues or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, you know, even our ministry or our um, – you know, our act of service to God can become an idol that actually mm. gets in the way and eclipses God. Mm. Um, and so it's always good to kind of have a bit of that internal moment, that internal dialogue to actually, wh- what is it that I am worshipping? You know, like, do I believe that God is on the throne? Do I believe that he is all powerful? Do I believe this mm. is his church? This is his kingdom? Um, or do I think it all depends on me? Yeah. And then is my ministry therefore an idol that mm. I'm just elevating above mm. the power of God? Yeah. Um, so there's, that conversation yeah, needs to be absolutely. had as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think you're right. It's a conversation that yeah, needs to be yeah, had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if we just are all sitting in our own little dark corner mm. feeling the pressure and the high expectations, mm. man, that's that's crippling, that's that's crushing and it's going to be really hard to stand yeah, up yeah. under that weight. Um, and and you feel so isolated yes. and alone too, as though you were the only one mm. going through this, and that's just you know not it's true not at true. all. Um, and to be able to have the few that we've always, that we've yep. spoken about, you and a few, um, you, and a few. you know, to to journey with you, the trusted people to mm. do the deep work mm. and to to give you the affirmation that you do need. And I think we do need affirmation, Absolutely. and that's healthy. But to to balance that with just some reality of actually, you know, what it doesn't all depend on me. Mm. Uh, you you do your little bit, and the mm. Lord does the rest. Mm. You know, you sow the mustard seed, the Lord is the one who's going to turn mm. that into the, the giant herb, you know, the invasive herb, which, you know, weird birds will come in. A yeah. bush, hot, I believe yeah, yeah, a hot mess of a bush. That's yeah. a technical yeah. term. That is a technical yeah. term. Yeah. yeah, that's the, exactly. Yeah, 100%. It's there good. it is. It's good. Wow. It. Good stuff. Yeah, right on. Well, let's get on to question three. So um, with the, the message that you gave, Belinda, I really like the idea that you had that the, we are mustard seed missionaries, you know, that we have our mustard seed in our hand and the man you, you pointed out in the parable actually goes and plants it. It's a deliberate action to plant. And you say it doesn't need much, it just needs a bit of dirt, right? Um, so I, I love that, that we're doing small little things for the Lord, unreal. Um, but therefore, does that mean we shouldn't do big things for God? Dun, dun, dun. Mm. <laughs> I was aware of that tension as yeah. I was preparing the sermon. I thought, oh, I don't want anyone to hear this and walk away thinking, oh, I can be an underachiever. You know, <laughs> <laughs> all I need to do is just smile at a couple of people. Right yeah, <laughs> two people I'm going to smile at, and mm. I am done with my mission work. Yep. And you know, even aware 
I mean, Jesus did big things, you know, and yeah. so I'm talking about how he notices the one. But, you know, he fed 5,000 and calmed a storm and rose from the dead. You know, so, the whole demon-possessed yeah, thing that thing. was going on. Yeah, and, and so, but I was trying, I thought, well, we're going to spend lots of weeks talking about the kingdom. Yep. And um, it's like a, a jewel with many different facets. Um, facets. Thank yep. you. You could see I was struggling. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I just jumped yeah, in because yeah. I was like, that's not a horticultural word that um, I actually know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I thought, well, let's just focus on this particular aspect of the mm. kingdom, which is that it's it starts in the small things. The kingdom of heaven is present in those small mm. things. So mm. I, I wanted to emphasize that, but I wouldn't want anyone to walk away thinking, well, big things don't matter because, I mean, if God has put a big thing on your heart, go for it. And yeah. um, you might be aware of some sort of sayings, um, things like expect great things from God and attempt great things for God. Mm. Mm which highlights God does really big things. And so we should be free to dream and and vision things that are are big. And I think here at uh, Gaimi Baptist Church, I'm new, but part of your stories are big things. Mm. So you've got the Christian surfers came out of here. here. Uh, It was Jesus Racing. racing. Uh, You've got your Hopefield organization. Uh, are there other things like Olive Tree Media? Yeah. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. you could uh, probably... just, to, just to name a few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and so, you know, you're a church that has done big things. Mm. And so, of course, we want to. But my reflection is rarely do big things start big. Yeah. Like, they, they still start small. Yeah. And yeah. I, I remember I had the opportunity one time to meet the woman who uh, created Mainly Music, which is a program oh, yeah. for young families, children with parents with young children and it is now an international organization mm. but it didn't start like that it started mm. with her in New Zealand running a play group and, and yeah. it grew to be something big and yeah. I'm not sure about the stories behind any of the ministries we've just mentioned like Christian mm. surfers like it's now an international organization but it probably didn't start it did that not way. definitely yep and there we go here we are yeah and and so I think if you have a big vision and oh Matt Willis, you said this, but I think you're quoting Mark Rader. But anyway, who was actually quoting some other person Roxy pointed out? <laughs> but the idea of projects are too big to kind yeah, of get your yeah, head around them. Yeah. So you want to just break them down into small steps. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, we should and can do big things, but mm. honestly, they just start in the yeah. small things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I think it's I think it's also again, like I think that feeds into expectations. Um, it kind of goes back to question two where we too often um, see the only form of successful ministry um, as those big moments. Yeah. So it, it, it's only something that can be praised until, mm. you know, we've seen a mass revival mm, yeah. um, kind of thing. And, and don't get me wrong again, like we want, we want those things. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. those Here are powerful yeah. moments. Like, yeah, just sign me up. I'm mm. there. Um, but, but again, if, if that's all we're striving for, if that's all we have eyes open to, then we're going to become, and this, and you, you spoke about this and this is the, this is the risk that we just become people who hold on to that seed yeah. and we're just, oh no, this isn't the soil yet. Mm-hmm. No, nah, this isn't big enough. No, nah, no, nah, mm-hmm. like, no, nah, I, like I need something bigger mm-hmm. before I plant my little mustard seed. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, nah, 
like I think the thing that I loved most about the analogy of the mustard bush was it, it grows in the Middle East, mm. finds some dirt, yeah. it doesn't even really need yeah. water. Yeah. Like, yeah. come on, guys. Yeah. Like, you could drop it yeah. and things would happen. Yeah. Like, it could be a mistake. Oh, well, that's and, how it spreads. Yeah. yeah right? So um, and I just think if, if all we focus on, and I've had so many conversations, and, and again, this kind of this is bigger than just about how we're partnering with the construction of the kingdom of heaven. This this just goes in, in all um, aspects of faith. But I've had plenty of conversations with people who are like, you know, they've had that mountaintop moment with mm. God and they do. You, you crave it because, of course, like once you experience something mm. so powerful, mm. you you want more of it. Mm. Um but it it almost it, it blindsides you to um, the little subtle moments mm. of mm. of God, mm. um, and 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 that's a hindrance. Like mm. there are some really powerful moments that are really small and subtle and mm. and simple and silent. And I want another S word, but I can't think of it. Subdued. Oh, Rox, I knew you'd be there with me on the alliteration. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, short. Yeah. Yep, it all works. It all works. All um, yeah. So I just think. Um, yes, you're absolutely right. Big things happen and we should be ready for the big things. Mm, yeah. But if we're not doing the small things, mm. then chances are we'll, we will never be ready mm. for the big. And yes. if, even worse, um, we probably won't even notice it mm. um, because oh. the small moments that lead to the big mm. we've, we've ignored, mm, um, yeah. either intentionally or not. Um, mm-hmm. And so the significance of the small is just becoming yeah. more and more evident for me um, mm. and that we should be excited for that. Mm. We should be excited mm. for the small mm. um, and not put all our eggs in the big mm. profound mm. moments. One of the things I've tried to do with the plan A training, so when I run a group in the very first session, I say what we're doing here is we're celebrating small things mm. because particularly with evangelism, the stories you ever get, shared or someone came to faith or baptized Mm -hmm. or miraculously healed, you know, they're so Mm. big. And Mm. that is actually a barrier to people Mm. who are just thinking, well, that's something I could never do. And then they're underestimating the value of having a cup of tea with a neighbor. Mm. And so I, I try and just create that storytelling culture of Mm. next week when you come, Mm. come with a small story and we are going to celebrate with you. And it is absolutely my favourite part of the training because each week I'm hearing a bunch of stories from people who've just done something small and I think this is where the kingdom is working. It's it's unreal. Like if we all Mm. have a seed Mm. and we're all planting that one seed, Mm. then collectively what is that going to – like that's going to create a big big thing. Yeah. Um, So – but the only way that that can be stopped is if we all have a collective mentality that our one seed doesn't matter. Mm. Um, and it's like a tsunami, you know, a tsunami is just made up of individual drops of water. That's all it is, you know, like it's so powerful, you know, (laughs) but it is is. like a tsunami is that that's all it is. Just an individual drop of water, just coming together and being powerful, destructive in a tsunami, but for the kingdom, so powerful. It's massive. Um, yeah, absolutely fantastic. The other thing I was thinking about too, as you were talking about, um, starting with the small, there's another story that Jesus tells about giving people, um, talents like Mm. small items. Mm. And those who who take the small and, and multiply it are then given more, yeah. Um, as well, so often we can come in with a perspective to be like, "Yeah, I want to do great things for God," which is a, a good thing to do. Admirable, very Admirable. great. However, um, you know what? The the Lord has sometimes given you what is what is in your hand. You know, mm. what has God given you now? Let's be faithful with the little yeah. that God has given us, and then God will increase that, mm. so we can show that we are faithful with the much. You know, mm. we got to work through the process and. Um, 
you know, that that Jesus will entrust big things to us when we have been faithful with the little things. Mm. Yeah. So it's so important to start with a small, mm. uh, to start with those little moments. And, and then, you know, if God willing, you know, if it's in God's plan for your life, he will give more. Yeah. And then you can do more for mm. the kingdom. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Boom, there you go. Yeah. Thanks so much, Belinda. And I want to know mm. how hard was it to preach this sermon without singing the super song <laughs> from Little Things, Big Things yeah. Grow? It was incredibly easy because I'm a terrible singer. Oh. So it <laughs> didn't enter my mind one time. Really? Would you That's, like us yeah. to sing it for That's, you now? Well, because, you are welcome uh, to sing it, but I will I'm, not be joining in. Yeah, I'm not going to sing. Can confirm. <laughs> no, no, um, thank you so much, yeah. my friend. Thank you so much for the word you That's brought and for joining us on The Big Three. Thank you so much. Thank it's you. Delightful. Oh, rocks. That what was, map? man, that, do you know man. what? Like, it started small and then it and, went big. Oh, like, it like, went big. what sort of plant would you say Almost that would like, be like? a mustard oh, seed. really? <laughs> Not to be confused with a, what a was it, an must- orchid an, uh, seed? Yeah, the orchid. No one wants to talk about the orchid. No, what about the banana? Well, that's, well hello. that blew my mind. Yeah. But not what I wanted to ask. What no. I wanted to ask was, <laughs> um, like, what out of that is your take home? Like, what are, what out of that conversation are you like, oh, man, that's I'm going to chew on that for a hot oh, I think it's the expectation piece for mm. me, Matt. Like, the fact that um, we have external expectations placed mm. upon us, but also those internal ones mm. that what are we expecting yeah. um, of ourselves mm. and um, what's the role in giving that over to God and just yeah. leaning into him and going, mm. okay, God, you know, regardless of my performance, if I can use the word yeah, performance, no, of course, yeah. um, you know, you know, my identity is in you. Like, mm. you know, I, I start from a space of grace, mm. you know, like that's the starting point. Yeah. The starting point is grace. You know, you're not trying to earn it. It's not works-based. You're not trying to, mm. you know, make yourself all polished and shiny for the Lord yeah. to forgive you. No, no, it's it's, it's you're a child of God. You know, mm. God loves you regardless. Mm. That's the, the, the place of safety. And then that's where all our ministry, all our love, all our outpouring comes from. Yeah. So just to get that picture right in our heads and get adjust our – um, internal scale, I suppose. Mm. Um, so my expectation is, you know what? God's in this. He's invited yeah. me to do it. I'm going to be faithful in what he's given me and he's going to love me through it regardless of how it goes. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, no, that's me. I love that. I think that, I think for me, like I really um, connected with uh, what Belinda was saying about her mm. experience and that feeling of um, of expectation. And I think it, I, I think it will resonate with a lot of people. I yeah. think, you know, like I said, the church is not exempt from that. And, but I think we need to be proactive in, well, how are we creating a communion, a culture where, um, yeah, we do affirm the little yeah, things yeah. and we do kind of go, Hey, like it, like let's take some of that pressure off and yeah. those high expectations off and, yeah. and, like, and actually like Jesus did everything like yeah. it, it's, yeah. it's done. It's done. Like, so yeah. like why are you yeah. like, not why are you working so hard, mm. but um, why are you questioning what you can bring when Christ has already brought everything? Yeah. Um, and there's and, such freedom in that, right? And, and, and grace and, yeah. in that. Mm. And, you know, and I actually think that when we're a community who, um, who speaks of that more and affirms that mm. more, um, that's actually where people become, um, uh, I guess, those little moments of courage to plant the seed there yeah. of what they've got. Cause they're like, actually that is a value and it is a mm, value mm. that, that small little seed, whatever it is, that small opportunity, that cupper at the kitchen bench, that yeah. walk through the neighborhood, that text message that you're going to send yeah. because someone just keeps it's popping on into your mind. mind. Oh my gosh. Like mm-hmm. that can be a powerful yeah. thing. Yeah. And once we actually acknowledge that and, and stop expecting the burning bush to happen. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll see more people plant the seeds. Yeah. And like Belinda said, when we all plant the seed, yep. well. There you go. There you go. It's going to take over the whole garden. Oh, watch out. It's going to be like out. The, the I hope you like Dijon. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for joining me, my friend. Yay. And we will catch you next time. See ya. If you want to be a part of the conversation, make sure you're there at one of our services this coming Sunday and that you snap the Slido QR code or follow the link before the sermon to get involved. If you've enjoyed the Big Three podcast today, take the time to give a star rating and be sure to subscribe to stay up to date with all future episodes. Well, thanks for joining us for this week's Big Three and our deep dive into God's invitation for us all. Remember, there's no thought too small, no question too big. Thank you.